There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. All right, you guys. What was the craziest thing said at the Thanksgiving dinner table in your experience? Oh, shit. Frank! I, I, think, I think my dad one time, he got like, I think he got bagged and my mom was like insinuating that he was doing her dirty in front of like everybody. I, that shit got tight. Right in front of the turkey? Yeah, in front of the, yeah, yeah, it got oh, tight. Yeah. Hey. So he was stuffing something else? Oh, ho! Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Turkey jokes. Uh, me, I, I have to admit, I was kind of wrong. I told my youngest sister that, like, about 10 years ago, that she was a mistake. Because uh, my mom tied her tubes, and then she was like a miracle baby. But wow. I kinda, I put it out there. I was like, this was during Man. dinner? Yeah. It was like right before we had, uh, we had to split the wishbone. I like to make a toast. <laughs> yeah. To the accident. <laughs> Jaime? Um, usually, like, awkward things are sung by me. Because we do karaoke a lot during the holidays. Oh, yeah, you love that. So I'll usually pick, like, an inappropriate song, like, I Want to Sex You Up. and For Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And, like, my family just starts walking out the room one by one. And it, it just ends up with me in a room singing Color Me Bad by myself. Wow. Rachel? Well, every Thanksgiving, my family has this tradition that they need to remind me that I was conceived on Thanksgiving. Hey-o. Hey. Yep. Yep. Also, the accident uh, wasn't meant to be, but my mom will say that I'm a blessing. And you want to know something crazy? What? My newborn was also th- conceived on Thanksgiving. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Hello. Okay. You know what I mean? I guess I'm a jive turkey. <laughs> Yes. Wait, hold on, Jamie. Did you just sit this out? There's too much ruckus going on right now. Like I'm the. We have to do it again. I'm the what? 
We need your participation. It's a that family affair. Jamie, you just sat there like I'm like the old lady like downstairs who's like, what are these kids making it's noise? It's loud, all these yo-yos. Ah, well, all right. You know what this is, guys? What is it? No, no, I'm quizzing you. What is it? Damn, I'm um, lost. This is like a um, show. I forget. Anybody. Anybody. It's a podcast. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. You know it's which actually, one? It's an award-winning podcast. Oh, oh. I actually, you're, you're wrong. It's a two-time award-winning yes. podcast. Wow. Shout out to Alabama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Woo! This is season cuatro, wow. episode 10. Yes, yes. 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 Wow. Yeah. Frank wants yes. to do a whole show in Spanish. If you guys agree with him, email us or hit us up on social. Mm-hmm. We are si, Latinos out loud. See si or no? Let's see how Latino we really are. Vamos a ver, Frank. Um, we're claiming that we're loud, not that we're loud. I'm gonna have stuff preset, like <laughs> pre-written down, and it's not even if it doesn't match the conversation. I, I'm I, gonna just say it. I would die to hear fake news in Spanish, Frank, with your, <laughs> with your Spanish. Uh, alien uh, circle, tu sabe, tu sabe, ¿cuál palabra es? I think Frank has the best Spanish out of all of us. No, actually, I went to DR with him. He was my translator. <laughs> I am dying to hear Jamie, actually. Oh, that would be God. great. Bochinche <laughs> news in Spanish. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie doesn't Bochinche speak Spanish. Bochinche news, Ariana Grande. Ay, muy peligroso. I have a theory. Jamie doesn't know how to speak English. He knows how to sing in English. I mean, Spanish. <laughs> I That's all that. he can do in Spanish. I can read. I can read in Spanish perfect. So Wait, you sing in Spanish? If I have Spanish? a script, I'm good. What? You sing in Spanish? Wait, I don't know. Lucy Ang Hong. What's your favorite song to sing in Spanish? Oh, man. Some Enrique Iglesias song, right? I, whoa, but that's Spanish. Guantanamera? That's, no, that's Spanish like with like, it's English with like two Spanish words. That's what he means. Uh, I, I like think it's a sing. combo. I think you like to sing Suavemente and dance to at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Rachel, Rachel hates Suavemente, though. I hate that's that her song. number one song that she hates. Oh, my God. I can't. How many times have you heard that? He's the only Spanish 79,000. He's the only Spanish celebrity that if you tweet at him, I think, Eddie, you tweeted at him one time. Uh, Elvis they, Crespo? If you, if you tweet at Elvis Crespo, he'll get back at you. Why the hell would you tweet him. at Elvis Crespo? Because every like every four or five months, someone talks about, oh, you just play Suavemente at a Spanish party, and people start trolling Elvis Crespo, and he replies. He must get a lot of how's the masturbating going, Damn, Elvis. You remember wow. that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, man. Elvis nasty-ass Crespo. Damn, I didn't um, want to shout him out there. By the way, Elvis Crespo, if you want to be a guest on the show and explain <laughs> And explain your side of the story. Uh, that could be the that could be the show where we talk all in Spanish. Hola Elvis, pero que qué te pica? Suavemente. Qué te pica Elvis? I was uh, tocándome suavemente, and then the flight attendant came and sent me to stop. Uh, speaking of touching, I can't not not <laughs> notice your fingers. Like, oh. Rachel, what happened what with your fingers? Yeah, Rachel, yeah. that's grotesque what I'm watching, what I'm looking at right now. God, wow. you guys. It was terrible. Do you want me to paint the scene? Please. Sure. Pintame. Oh, <laughs> you are just on it today, Vago, with the Elvis Crespo references. Everyone is looking at your hands today. I know. Yeah. It's disgusting. Okay, basically, last night... I went home, um, and I was in the mood for a Pop-Tart. You Pop-Tart. know what I mean? Jeez. Classic toaster pastry, right? Mm-hmm. Which I just learned, I, I think I'm the only person in the room that actually puts them in a toaster. Um, so I put my pastries in the toaster. Uh, was being a nice wife, gave one to my husband. I was like, do you want one? He said, yeah, I don't want it in the toaster, though. And I was like, all right, cool. I put mine in the toaster, and I like to multitask. I have a disease, actually. I just I need to be doing three things at once. It's okay. just something I do. 
So I was uh, pumping breast milk, and I decided to put the toaster strudel pop tart in the the toaster. Toaster strudel. Toaster strudel. Toaster. Yeah. Uh, Toaster pastry. Is that better? (laughs) Um, And so I put it in the toaster, and I have a a a broken toaster. I it was confirmed last night. Like the setting was on one. Damn. (laughs) I just wanted warm. You know, I didn't want it like hot. So I went to go get it when it popped up, and the icing from the pop tart was was burnt, and it stuck to three of my fingers. Wow! So I started jumping up and down like a lunatic. Did you call nine one one? The crazy thing is, I considered it, uh, but also like the babies were sleeping, so I was like, you know, that loud silent (laughs) scream. You ever do that where you're like, ah, like that's what it sounded like, and. Edgar came running upstairs like, yo. Wait, he heard it like a dog whistle? Yeah, because it hurt. He was like, yo, what the fuck? The kids are sleeping. And I'm like, I have first degree burns on my finger from a Pop-Tart. And literally it started to swell and puss up. And what I have now on three of my fingers are big giant blisters that are filled with some sort of liquid. Jeez. I didn't even know people still ate Pop-Tarts like that. Not only that. Wait, let me finish the story, actually. Oh, yeah, let's come back. I was pumping while I... Got was p- pumping while I was toasting, and because of the burn, I spilled breast milk everywhere. Oh. Everywhere, all of my liquid gold that I worked so hard to pump on the floor, and then this fucking schmuck of a dog that I have comes <laughs> in and licks it all up. Wow. Oh, damn. So he's running around there. Uh, was it, was, it was just a scene. And you put it on live, a puddle licking the milk. I put it on milk. my IG story because I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. He was he was dogging that shit. He was like. <laughs> You're maybe up to something here. What if you create a company that serves breast milk to dogs? I will say his coat looked very shiny today. <laughs> Uh, and he was very on point. The FedEx guy didn't even ring the bell yet. And he was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was going to say you should come out with breast milk flavored Pop-Tarts. Oh, Ooh. that is a yeah. great idea. Ooh, not really. <laughs> okay, guess I'm not bringing that to Shark Tank. Nope. Well, that was my night. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Uh, I did some reading, which is rare. And I read an article. You know how to read. Sometimes. You barely read. Depends. You barely can read. My mind for- is blown. <laughs> yes. Mike, you have trouble reading fortune cookies. Like. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, uh, I think that's a 2-2. Two, two. My lucky number is uh, a letter A. Are these the ingredients? Yo, oh, the cookie? shit, yo. I'm going to make my own fortune cookie. No. Wow. So guess what? I read an article that taking I still think that's the joke of the story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm focused on and the I read. And what? The joke. And a joke. I read an article, check this out, yeah. <laughs> that actually it's healthy taking baths. That no. if, you, if you take a bath for 45 minutes, it's equivalent of 35 minutes of walking. Wow. wow. That it actually reduces your, your blood pressure. Mm. And it's great if you have a type 2 diabetes, that it actually could help reduce it and everything. So, Jamie, yeah. uh, kudos to you. You are ahead of the curve in thinking about taking Is baths. Is that why you're so fit? You're so fit. Uh, I mean, a lot of people got jokes on me when I say I take baths. You take long baths. Like I take long baths, yeah. I mean, I'm chilling. I'm reading. That's when I read. You just and use that. it a lot for excuses when you're late to places. What do you do? Yo, like, like I can't. Do you do like a bubble bath or? Nah, I don't do the bubble bath. I, I've been trying to get the bath bombs though. I've heard about. Oh those. my god, bath bombs! You what should go those? to Lush. Lush has the best bath bombs. What are those? They are these like round things, or now they come in different shapes. But basically, they're soap, but they fizzle. So when you drop them in the bath, it makes like a sort of not explosion, yeah. but it fizzles the whole the whole bath water. I want to get into that. Turns the colors. I want to get into gives, that. It's aromatic as really? well. 
So then that's going to be part of my excuse too. Like, yo, I was bath bombing, yo. <laughs> I'll be at the podcast in 20 minutes. <laughs> Now I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> get, him a rubber, get him a rubber ducky, too. Oh, dude. Uh, rubber, see, those are the type of bath jokes I get. Rubber yeah. duckies. Um, you know, but no, I think it's relaxing. I think you, I, you know, you got to have a big enough bath. A lot of people have, like, tiny shower. They right. do. There's no room for them. But I, 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 you know, I'm a little tight in mine, too. I got to put my, like, my legs up on the wall and shit. I'm going to buy you those bath crayons so you could write also while you're in the bath. I think I'm just reading and chilling, like... That's where you need to just kind of let the week. I only do it like once a week, probably like on the weekend, one day in the weekend. I let the week come off of me. You and just, ca- I wash the week off. Wow. You put candles in the bathroom and the whole thing. I don't do all that. That's like too much. Do you all drink, you got to do is sit in it. Do you do like sparkling wine? What is it that you. Nah, nah, nah. Sometimes I put some Enya music on us. That's nice. it. So, like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I have a question for you. Not to like harp on this, but like you have roommates. How do they feel about taking a shower they after are- you bathe? People that know people know me know I take baths. They know I'm. Once I go in, they're like, "Great, all right." <laughs> Jamie's gonna be in there for a while. They're like, Shut no, it down. No, no, no. Or they see me go in the bathroom. Yo, yo, yo. Can I meet, can I go to the bathroom before you go? Because I know you're not gonna be out until like like for like an hour. Uh, I just gotta pee real quick. So, um, oh, that's good. Yeah, they know. They okay, know. but but I have a serious question for you because mm. you're all into taking care of yourself. So, you know. Uh, so my Sophie got me a uh, Groupon for a full body massage. I'm gonna make a confession. I've never gotten a full body massage. I don't in believe my that. Life. I can't oh, believe it because I have a fear and I'm like scared because you know what I mean like I don't know do you, do you have to be butt naked boxers uh. what if I ever get a hard on all these things go through my mind so can you oh sort God. of put me through like I know we spoke about it a little bit before but I like can you give me some advice what to expect when you get a full body massage. Hmm. Don't get naked, first of all, because I'll throw you out. That happened to me. Um, <laughs> Sir, we don't want your penis yeah. out. We're not Yo, what's up? I'm penis. ready. It's Come like, on. Uh, I don't know if she's, I don't know Japanese, but I think she's pressing charges. Um, no, but I mean, uh, no, you, you know, get in your boxers. So wear some good boxers. Don't go to the bathroom right before. Don't do like number two right before you go there. Because okay. sometimes they do massage the butt. Depending on the masseuse, um, do they, you prefer the? Do you? Is there a way to hint that you want the butt? No, I don't hint, what, but what? I don't mind it because there's a lot of nerve endings there. You know what I mean? Oh, is that what? It <laughs> is? No, that's how you rationalize it. Okay, I didn't realize there were that many nerve endings. But it's scientific for it's that. It's weird because right? some I go to the same place a lot, and some some of the masseuses do the butt, and others don't. So I don't know why. What's the cutoff? I don't know why people do it and people don't. So you might get that, yeah. but I mean. Empty, don't think about it too much because you're not going to get an erection unless you're actually like th- fantasizing about some shit. Like, <laughs> when you're getting a massage, your mind is empty. Just empty it out yeah. and just kind of get into the flow of like relax. Do you fall asleep? Uh, no, it's hard because when you're face down, your face is all smudged. Like, it's just, right. it's, a hard pl- it's a hard way to like take a, take a nap or something like that. And do you, is it usually. But guys? there's people that snore. Like, old I mi- fall asleep. Old middle aged men who get massages, they snore like crazy. And it, it totally gets you out of it because they're right next. They're usually right next to me. <laughs> it's either that or guys who are just like moaning too hard. They're like, oh, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> me, I'm like quiet. And the masseuse is like, are you okay? You're alive? <laughs> You're alive, Jamie. Hello. No, All right. no, there's no. So I'm good then. Just you yeah. should go. For what about it. guy or girl? Like, do you get to pick? I mean, Are you I'm... more comfortable with a guy giving you a massage or a woman giving you good a massage? Good question. Wow. Um, I well, I both. <laughs> I mostly get women, but one time I didn't know it was a man, and I, I and I'm thinking, you know, and then I I get out and like I just see the guy like, okay, thank you. 
Uh, then I'm like, Man, wow. And I'm like, and you wanted a happy ending, and then you. No, then I was like. Uh, <laughs> That is such a myth. Everyone, every guy always, oh, happy ending, yeah, nah, happy they ending. Do. They do. No, I mean, really? where? Yeah, they do. They can, they you can. You say it with a lot of confidence. I've been, like to, it's, I've been to a few. I told you guys. I go to the ones like at 90-something Street on the east side. There's a whole bunch by Wall Street. And what is it? You give them a wink or something? and then nah, they take, once they get to know you, you know which ones. Oh, so it's you. like a long-term relationship, and then they give you a happy ending. Nah, most of the people are regular customers. You got to work it. <laughs> They're regular customers. Oh, so like Hooters, like they won't talk to you in the you table know, unless hello, yeah, you go there a lot. You want more? You want to be? And, and then if you want more, you go maybe to what another like, room. Joe Pesci is your masseuse? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you want me to do? You want me to, need, you want me to do like a shiatsu? You can also go with your partner. I've gone with, a, I gone with girls. I've done a couple of massa- couples massages. Yeah. Me too. I did that on my honeymoon. It was great. Yeah. So, All right, know. well, thank you so much for the advice. Just don't take off your pants. That's the only advice I gave you. <laughs> Yeah, and I would also shave before you go. Oh, no. Because the masseuse like might number... be like, oh, no, I cannot touch that. <laughs> By the way, I've been keeping count. That's like the 800th joke about my uh, my back hair. They should have given you a wax, uh, a wax massage. Yes, thing. Frank. I mean, I'm not They'll the do only your one. legs. They'll do, you know, in between your pubic hairs. You need it all, mm-hmm. Mike. You'll be, you'll be all right. right. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's another good That'll one. get him erect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we okay. move on from this? Yes, let's talk about last night, you guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Last night was fun. Sorry, Frank. You're I busy. Know. We're driving I, I, Ubers. I saw the pics. It's all good. Ooh, FOMO. Yeah, oh, sorry yeah. about that. Okay. Um, where, where were you guys? Um, We were invited mm-hmm. to see a new film directed by Ben Jesus, and it's all about John Leguizamo's road to Broadway with his show Latin History for Morons. Oh. And the film is called Road to Broadway, mm-hmm. and I believe it's going to be airing on PBS. This Friday. So check your local stations and listings. Um, it was really good. I loved it. I left inspired, you know, uh, John Leguizamo is one of those like comedians of the people. Yeah. And I think his journey and everything just starting to, you know, when he became an actor at a young age because he was just a badass in school and nobody knew what to do. And they were like, let's throw him in an acting class. And that was his start to just like, you know, positioning his shows as like he had to basically do what we're doing. You know, the Latino roles just weren't there for him. So he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to create the opportunities myself. And that's what he did with his one man shows. And you guys have seen them they're amazing every mm-hmm. single one <clears throat> it was really interesting to see the process because it's like he spends a long like years you know trying to perfect the the one-man show especially this one where he's like a professor and he's teaching and he had to combine it to make it personal but it's like it's crazy that he has to workshop that in different places and he had a challenge because usually you know it, at first when he did it, it wasn't really funny you know, it was just facts, and so some of these people that went to see him live were expecting one thing, and instead they were seeing it that it was more something of a, like a teaching lesson and stuff. Interesting. But the highlight of the night, obviously, is when you're with Rachel Aloka. Um, <laughs> it's not a regular, you know, it's not a regular event. It's it's got to be a certain way, and the time came for Q and A. And usually, like if it's Q and A, you'd be like, "Hi, um, oh. yo, wait, no, you went to see me. So you guys were sitting in front of me, and there were only just there was only time for like four questions. I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> like in school, and yeah. I was the last one picked. And so normally in the Q and As, they'd be like. Oh hi, I'm uh, I'm Tom, and uh, kudos, great job. And here's my question, not Rachel. 
Rachel is like, hi, I'm uh, Rachel Aloka from the Latinos All Out podcast. <laughs> Available on Cheers. iTunes, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio. Yes. Uh, we're actually recording tomorrow night. Um, so I'm just going to imagine, uh, Ben, that you're on my podcast right now. This is the question I would actually ask you. Um, how was the experience? Yo, Did you, you envision talking it? shit right now, but tell me about the applause that we got when I had said that we was from the Latinos All Out podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had fans in the building. We did, wow. we did. We sure did. Sure did. Did Ben uh, direct this? Uh, yes. Piece? Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ben de Jesus. Uh, shout out ben to him. De Jesus. Ben yeah. de Jesus. Ben Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, and was yes, uh, the question I had, it was a real question I had, but I felt like I needed to do a little identification mm. uh, because of the audience. I'm mm. like, you know what? Plug, plug, plug me in like a Glade refill, okay? <laughs> She was like, all right. Um, see, John, uh, he gets ready for a show kind of like how I got ready for my show this Saturday. Com- <laughs> comedy, de- comedy derailed. Uh, there's a 7.30 and a 9 and a 9.30 show. all-female variety show. Um, I'm very inspired by John Leguizamo. Wow. And ben, I ben was, buy ben, tickets. Ben was like, I, f- I forgot the question again. What is the question? <laughs> what was that, Rachel, again? Yeah. yeah oh, I can ask it again. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect timing too. Also, shout out to Ben. They were giving out free like um, movie refreshments, like candy, free popcorn, wow, he's full up. size candy, not the fun size. Yo, I, size. I was taking advantage. I took like three M and M's, two Reese's pieces, <laughs> like three popcorn. They said they had Malta Goya, Caritos. What? Yo, yeah. I took full advantage. Though. Jamie took so much candy, he went on the subway train and started selling it. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm, I'm raising money for my school. I'm raising money for my podcast, yo. Latinos out loud. You trying to get more guests? We you need know new microphones. Yo, by the yo, way, Jamie, times are hard. Yo, Jamie's so yo, Jamie's so sloppy. He's yo, he spilled all the popcorn. And by the way, the movie started, so he couldn't see. So halfway through the movie, he's still picking up popcorn and put it in there. Cause I'm like, yo, dude, yo, bad luck right now, bro. <laughs> Bad luck. I got too excited. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to all everybody who involved in that film was great. Yeah. Yes, and NGL Media who put the event together. Shout out to Dave Chattel. It was a really great event. It was. It was. It's really good. And 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 I um. Go see it. PBS. It really PBS. Yeah. And then buy the tote bags that, that PBS sells afterwards. Yes. They still, so, ask, they still ask for money. Like every, damn, and still, support the Helena Rubinstein Foundation. Oh, shit. The Helena Rubinstein They're always asking for money. Always. At the end of every show, this show is brought to you by viewers like you and the Helena Rubinstein Foundation, creating outstanding television for children or whatever. Now, coming up next, 321 Contact. Yeah. I watch a lot of PBS, actually. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, I think it's time for the, the Pochincha Bites. Woohoo! I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Aye. Pochincha Bites. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Aye. Bites. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Jamie! Hey! How you doing, Jamie? How you doing? What's up? What's up, y'all? Yo, what's How y'all up? doing? I want to apologize. I know that you said that last week. I didn't give you enough energy for the Pachincha well, bites. Well, I think maybe I think I just ran, got a, too I ran a marathon, bro. I thought so, it, I thought I got too political yeah, for you because we had you, a politically too. themed one, and maybe it was a little bit too much mm-hmm. hardcore, okay. oh. right. hardcore All politics. Right. No, I feel you, I feel you. Um, but I appreciate that when you give me feedback because you took me to the side. And you're like, yo, dogs, what's up, man? <laughs> well, because I didn't know me. if it was you're like lack of interest, Mike, or just like yeah. No, that was marathon. Yeah, that was twenty six point two mile, Mike. Yeah. 
I don't know if that made sense, but still. Are we going to be reminded every episode that you ran the marathon? <laughs> no, but I okay. spoke to yeah, Danny. Did you have to wear the medal today, too? No. Like, I mean, like, but listen. In. You got, it's getting yeah, annoying. It in, Mike, L- listen. He has it as buckle. We got the point. <laughs> it is a buckle. I made it into a buckle. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Instead of Versace, I got like the uh, the medal there. Anyways. Uh, Actually, this matches the story that I'm going to tell the first oh, one. Oh, thank you. Because um, it's about jewelry. Oh, uh, design, Designer brand. Good I, luck. Yvette, Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint I, I was, Laurent. I was like, Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> Laurent. Um, Yves Saint Laurent has just released a controversial new line of jewelry, and it includes a rather graphic pair of penis earrings Ooh. and a penis pendant necklace. Wow. Interesting. Mm. Um, and look, if you from the looks of the How pin- many inches? Well, yeah, well. That matters. <laughs> uh, well, they're earrings. They can't be that big. Um <laughs> From the looks of the pictures, though, the penises are circumcised. Okay. They're, oh, yeah, good. You can All see, right. like, yeah. Um, I actually don't mind a dick in my ear. You know what I mean? Every you don't mind turtlenecks? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the te- but I think the testicles are, are sold separately. <laughs> I didn't see any. Uh, I think this is a hard look to pull off, really. It is, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody who wants two tiny dicks. Sorry, I'm not over the room. turtleneck uh, comment. Sorry. So what is this cons- what is this what's considered fashion now? Yeah, uh, yeah, Rachel, what about Rachel, you? Rachel, would you wear this to a party? Would you wear this? Um, I would wear a dick ring. Uh, I would wear dicks on my ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause then you know people can ask me like, oh hey, how's it hanging? Yes, yes, they're hanging from my ears. Perfect. Yeah. How's it coming? How's it coming? Yeah. Oh yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> this was another Rachel Wordsmith. Not really. No, it wasn't. What are you doing? What uh, are you? Oh man. Come. What? Frank, uh, you, oh, Frank knows. Yeah, Frank was talking about. I have. Uh, well, I, I didn't <clears throat> want to talk about, it, but a friend of mine that did. Um, he did a stint in in jail, and uh, he did like five years. Damn. Wait, why? Why? Because he was wearing dick. Are we talking about you, Frank? You don't have to say no, a friend. No, of no. Mine. Frank likes to do that. Guys, uh, my, my boy A. You guys know who he is. Oh, I. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, in there, while he was there, they do this. While you know, time is off. They got nothing to do. So besides everything else, they uh, they actually he actually has an incision on the bottom of his penis and they take like rolling dice that you play like dice with and they roll that and they make like little balls and they insert that there and then they close that up. Oh, Jesus. And, that's a great hobby. And that's used, obviously, uh, when they come out. Women kind of love that. Where are the guards in this scenario? Yeah. Are they just like, they're oh, they're doing around. the whole, you know, penis jewelry thing over there. Oh, this actually, guy, ain't <laughs> dice dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't want a tattoo. Just do that little dick thing. Yeah, so he has four, and some, some guys got seven. There's what? a dude that I heard that got ten. What? Damn. So it's used for the ladies. So the more you that know? you have, is it more, is it it's like It's more a, pleasurable for women. They love it. But is oh. it like, a, is it like, oh, he got like ten, that means, is yeah. it Yo, yeah, exactly. It's like, yo, you took, you took Snake a long, yeah, you took a long incision. Like, you got to go down to get ten. Like, you know. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's did you crazy. did you have a penis jewelry envy? Nah. Well, I did. <laughs> he's, you know, he, you know, all the dudes from the block. He's like, yo, yo, check this shit out, bro. Look. So wait. Oh, so he whipped it out to everybody. Yeah, he whipped like, it out. As soon as he got out, he's like, yo, yo, check this shit out, bro. I got this shit. Mike knows. Right, hey, don't get me involved with this. <laughs> Wait, so he's like in a corner and everyone's like, yo, 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 come over here. You know, you know Yeah, yeah, take is. a look. Yeah, I won't even do that if I got like a rash that I want people to give me like a second opinion on. It's like, yo, what do you think about this shit right here? <laughs> on the left-hand corner. Yeah, so, yeah, that's... All right, okay, so, well, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of penises, um, 
There was footage of R&B neo-soul singer Jill Scott simulating oh, oral sex yeah, on a microphone. This went wow. viral this Damn. week. Now, if you if you haven't seen it, like she seems to know that she's she seems to know a lot in that department. Yeah, she, she seems to know what she's in. doing. Very professional. She, was she gripped in. the microphone. Um, and just started provo- performing Gelatio. She looks like a pro. Which is what I call it now. Yeah. <laughs> gelatio? Gelatio. Um, She's and it was with the balls, all of that. Yeah, she... <laughs> and, and yeah, and then it like all over her face. It came all over her face, the microphone. And then she put it back in her mouth. She like spread it on her face and then did the... You know. Then she made the microphone a sandwich afterwards. That was weird. Um, she, called, she called the Uber for the mic. <laughs> I think her new name should be Jill Thought. Oh, Rachel La Words. Yo, that was perfect. That was perfect. Michael, you're an idiot. Oh my God, he enjoys doing this so much, everybody. He wow. loves these freaking. Um, but right. I have a new appreciation for Jill Scott, definitely. Um, <laughs> you bought tickets already when she's performing in New York? I mean, hey. Good marketing. I bet you every nerd in the AV department was like, I've never seen a microphone being used like that, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, Jill, you could you could keep this mic, actually. You don't have to give this one back to AV. Go but ahead. It's a black, it was a black microphone, so she had a lot to work with. Amen! Um, but after this video went viral, Jill Jill tweeted. She responded. She was like, you should, you should come to my shows. Oh, boy. C-U-M. She wrote this, C-U-M. Um, most most people get splendidly laid by whoever they came with, so Ooh. she knows what. She's well, been she really knows while. how to get ahead. You know what I'm saying? So you know then, what? Rachel La Wordsmith. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I'm Rachel. just gonna do it more because I really so, like um, that drop. Definitely oh bring your dick God. earrings. No, there's three different ones. I don't know if you noticed. Bring your dick earrings to the next Jill Scott show. <laughs> Because it's going down. Oh, or she's going down. Anyway, <laughs> let's get away from dicks, please. Yeah, and, please. Uh, then I can't sit next to Mike. Oh! <laughs> this was another racial word. Yeah, people. <laughs> Yo! Trifecta. Hat trick. <laughs> um, so funny. I, all right, I'm trying to recover. Let's get away from, <laughs> let's get away from Mike's and, uh, and <laughs> move to breasts. Okay. Oh, all right. Check it out. A mom on a plane uh, ran out of formula. Uh, so the flight, this is a real story. So the flight attendant breastfed her baby on the flight. What? Talk about flying the friendly skies, I <laughs> mean. Uh, most of my flight, my flight attendants give me like dirty looks when I ask for extra ice. But right. this woman's like, oh, you need a breast? Sure. <laughs> I got two. Now, Rachel, as our um, official breastfeeding expert here. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) I will keep you abreast of everything (laughs) that I need to. (laughs) Rachel La Wordsmith. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, Rachel. Stop! Stop! Um, So, yeah, the fellas here want to know how this works, right? Can any woman just take out an emergency boob and nourish a young infant, you know, Back to whatever, back to life. I think that the gesture was beautiful. Right. That yeah. is a really nice thing to do. Crying you know? baby is no joke. That's the, exactly, Frank. A crying <clears throat> baby is like a gut-wrenching sound. Mm. It sound like? Especially it's, on a plane. Oh, yeah. Mm. Forget it. With all those passengers. Like, it's just one of those noises. You just, oh, give me anything to pacify this baby. Mm. That's why colicky babies are so you know hard to deal with because they just cry and cry and cry. I hate colicky Ooh. babies. What's a colicky baby? <laughs> 
basically a baby that has like digestive issues that oh. just does nothing but cry oh. all day and all night. Um, <clears throat> could have, could be reflux, but anyway, you know, I I like the gesture in theory, but here's <laughs> here's the real deal. You know, my friends, like, you know, I ain't gonna just put anybody's titty in my kid's mouth mm-hmm. because I don't know where that titty been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She could have some disease going through her bloodstream. She could have just ingested some kind of pill. She's a flight attendant. Come on. That's true. They, they do them. drug tests, but you she know. could have titty herpes. I don't know. <laughs> right. Herpes. Is that a thing? I feel like you get herpes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't let Donovan suck on another woman's. Well, Donovan lip, is lip. three, so no. Sorry, but Benjamin. Sorry, Benjamin. <laughs> Wait, first of all, Frank, when you say it, it sounds like really dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so let me tell you, you wouldn't let Donovan <laughs> suck a titty up. No. Like what's up with that? No, because now he knows what they're for. <laughs> um, no, he wouldn't. I know he wouldn't mind. No, yeah, no, he's got to think for his school nurse. I'll tell you guys Get about that here. later. What? I'm like, wait, my what? Name, my the Filipina? <laughs> yeah. Hello, nurse. <laughs> he wants to go to school a lot now. I huh? cannot believe it. I'm so, mommy. I'm sick. Yeah. He's always been there. I was like, what are you doing in here? And he goes, Jessamine is clipping my nails. I go, you fight me tooth and nail to clip nails. And you in here like, hey, Jessamine, you want to clip my nails? Wow. Yeah. He likes sleeping on Jessamine's, you know, stomach area. Can we go back to the subject? (laughs) Um, But the baby, like, if I were in dire need, then Mm -hmm. perhaps. Okay. But it's not something that I don't. I wouldn't advise okay. someone, you know, without screening the titty first. Right, right. Screen well, the titty. Screen the titty. You gonna look at it? <laughs> hey, titty, come here. You know, no, just like screening the person because you don't know what's in her bloodstream. Anything in her bloodstream is then excreted through the milk, mm. which then your child's ingesting. You know what I mean? I wonder now, like that people hear this, like if the flight attendants will put this in their opening kind of like, uh, you know, if uh, you know their opening uh, the interview. Th- no, not the oh, interview. Oh, on the plane? The plane, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, the, uh, uh, the life rafts are under the seat. Right. If you if you need an extra tit, I have my left and my right are here. Um, if your baby needs milk or your, uh, you know, whatever. But, um, okay, uh, interesting. Um, so interesting, I don't have a way out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's officially the end of the bites, all right? All right. The bochinche the breast yeah. bites. Yay! Woo. Now it's time for fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibbs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibbs. Hello, folks. Hi, Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey. How you doing, Frank? Hi, Frank. Great. Hey, Frank. Well, guys, today, I really, I don't want to say I have any, you know, quote-unquote news. Today, it's a tribute to Stan Lee. Yes. We lost Stanley about two, three days ago. RIP. Mm. So today's like a little tribute to him. And at the end of my segment, I will give like sort of something that I found out at, you know, after all this research I did on Stanley. So to me, Stanley, I, I, you know, Mike hit me up a few days ago, hit me up today. He was like, what's the fake news? And I, I was like, I don't have any, you know, because I had Stanley in my mind. And, you know, today on social media and a few days, everybody's been going. And talking about Stanley and what he's done and what he's meant to them. Which, by the way, in Australia, they said R.I.P. Spike Lee. What? Said oh, Stanley. come on. Yes. They, Jeez. They did the wrong thing. <laughs> Get it? Because Spike Lee. Damn, anyway. I don't have... No. So, I mean, for me, growing up, Stanley was, you know, huge. Um, my brothers collected comics. Um, you know, both of my brothers, I snuck in their room. I read the comic books. 
you know, most of his characters, Peter Parker was from New York, uh, Tony Stark was from Long Island, Daredevil was from Hell's Kitchen in Manhattan. The X-Men uh, had their X-Mansion in Westchester, New York. Yeah, so. they're, they're uppity. They're up in Westchester. Right, right. Yeah. So there was, some, there was something for everybody. You even had, um, you even had a, a Power Man, black guy. Yeah. You had Iron Fist, Asian guy. You even had a Puerto Rican guy, White was- Tiger. I never heard. That's the guy I never heard. Yeah, he was Puerto Rican. He was from, uh, he was like from the Lower East Side. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he. Oh, ese tigres. Ese, yeah. You know, his name was Papa. I knew a Doctor Strange in real life, but it was just like a strange, it was a guy who was just like a little weird with his, (laughs) unorthodox with his medical. Okay, forget it. So, you know, growing up, uh, before I went to school, I was into the comic book shop, 181st and Broadway, my boy, my compadre Jonathan Skeeter, and my good friend, Sergeant First Class Francis Pena. Happy Veterans Days to him. Is this a way you baked in your uh, your shout-outs to your friends? No, this this is like my geek moment, I would okay. say, yeah. today. Cool. So, you know, his passing kind of, you know, made me reminisce about my childhood and what yeah. have you. Uh, I used to cut class. I used to go to Forbidden Planet on 14th and Union oh. Square. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. So I used to go in there for hours and just read on in and read, 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 read all his comic books. And my comic book spot was the Dragon's Den, and, and it was in the Cross County Mall. You never used to go there? Yeah. My mother used to just leave me there and shop, and, and I used to, you know. We would read comic books? I would never buy comic books. I would just read them and Right, so and for boys, you know how it's up. That's like our novelas. Yeah, that's like your thing. Right. Okay. So let me give you guys a little a, a little uh, uh, thing about Stan Lee. Stan Lee was an American book writer, editor, and publisher from 1940 to 2015. Stan was born December 28, 1922, in Manhattan, New York, to Jewish immigrant parents. He was born... Uh, and, and lived on West 98th Street and West End Avenue. Later on, in an early childhood, he moved to 365 Fort Washington Avenue in Washington Heights. Yo! Yes. I knew he was Dominican. Yeah, my hometown, all right? I didn't even know that. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. He rose through the ranks of a family-run business, <clears throat> becoming Marvel Comics' primary creative uh, leader for, the, for decades, leading to an expansion from a small division to a publishing house, to a multimedia corporation that dominated the comics industry in collaboration with others at Marvel, particularly writers Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. They uh, created numerous fictional characters such as Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and my personal favorite, X-Men. And here we come to my actual news that I found out while I was doing research on Mr. Stan Lee. His two main characters in X-Men Professor X and Magneto were inspired by the American Civil Rights mo- uh, Movement in the 1960s, okay? Where? That's right. Um, Lee's used the iconic civil rights leaders Mark, uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X as the inspiration behind his characters, Charles Xavier, a.k.a. Professor X, and Eric Leschler, a.k.a. Magneto, the creators of X-Men. Rather than fighting aliens and criminals, they fought against the oppression of mutants faced on a daily basis in society by different methods, such like um, um, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Professor X chose a nonviolent approach, and Magneto took more of a defensive stance against violent oppression and prejudice. Um, Stanley being Jewish, uh, his parents... uh, Yes, they really uh, emphasize how they were oppressed, and he really uh, he really took to the 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 black uh, the black people in America, and he really felt a lot for them, and that's how he came up with this um, feeling for them, and you know having this inspiration to these two characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave you guys with a little with a few quotes that Mr. Lee uh, left us with. Hit us. 
I love the idea Lee told The Guardian in 2000 as the first X-Men movie hit the theaters. It not only made the different, the different, but it was a good metaphor for what was happening with the civil rights movement in the country at the time. All right? And let me leave you with the last quote from Mr. Lee. Let's lay it right on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the, the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today, he wrote. Okay? In December 1963, it's totally rational. We're here. And insane to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. Deep. I think I heard Deep. Captain America say that once. <clears throat> in one so, of the movies. Shout out to Mr. Lee. And rest in peace. Rest in peace. And... Uh, one love. Shout out to every job, man. Frank. Uh, shout out to every man who put that on their Facebook wall and Instagram feed today. And not, and not only men, a lot of women too. I saw a lot of women giving him shout out. So it's not only um, you know you, you have Comic Con now. You have you know he inspired so so many. There's going to be years and years of movies from his fictional characters that he came up with. Like Comic Con has become such a huge thing. Like if you go to Comic Con, you see parents in their fifties and their sixty grandkids with their parents and their children. And this has created like a huge movement. So, shout out to Mister. So Lee. I'm going as White Tiger next Comic Con. Yeah, because I didn't even know about that. There you go. That's your brother. But I'm gonna That's your Puerto it. Rican brother. <clears throat> I'm gonna do it. Hopefully, it's not a weird costume. <laughs> it's just like a skin tight White Tiger outfit. I'm like, why did I say I was gonna do this? Well, Jamie, gotta fulfill it. Can't yeah. wait to see it. So, thanks, Frank. Thanks, You're Frank. You're welcome, guys. Take care. Guys, let's talk about sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And not just any sex, all right? Good sex. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. All right. So now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. What? You want to know how? Of course. Tell me. Listen up. Bluechew.com. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Oh, hold on, let me write this down. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Wow. Uh, so you know they work. <sighs> wow. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Wink, wink. Ooh. Uh, so, Mike, you recently tried Blue Chew. Mm-hmm. The other night. And let's just say, wow. Uh-huh. And my partner agreed, too. All right. You don't need to get specific. <laughs> um, Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. All right? So your nosy neighbor won't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, mm. and best of all, no more awkwardness. What? Yes. Well, you still might be, there still yeah. might be awkwardness for you, Mike. But they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And right now, we got a special deal okay. for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOL. Ooh. That's easy enough. LOL. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code LOL to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. This is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing. And she's so amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, she's the CMO of Driven Society, an agency which we're going to learn all about. Please welcome Natalia Saavedra. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Latinos on the podcast. Gracias, gracias. Did Rachel, um, did she say it right? Did she uh, say your last name correctly? She did. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. What's the ratio of people pronouncing it? Wrong. 20 80. Wow, Rachel. 20 80. 20% damn. wrong? 20% no, right. like 80% wrong. Damn. Rachel what do they say? Savedra. <laughs> Savedra. <laughs> Savedra. <laughs> and it has two Savedra. A's. So it's like, um, how do you pronounce a name that has two A's next to each other? Oh. So, yeah. You have a double A. That's special. I am a double A. Natalia, <laughs> who is a friend of ours. Okay. Tell our listeners about Driven Society. Of course. Okay. So we are one part educational entertainment. We put up monthly events where we do anything about entrepreneurship, financial literacy, um, and it's events for multicultural millennials. The second aspect of it is it's a creative agency. So we create events and campaigns that inspire multicultural millennials. So we just finished producing the New York Latino Film Festival. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Which is basically how we met. Yeah. Um, so we do that. We just did the Widows premiere with the New York Latino Film Festival on Fox um, last week. We've done events with, for example, Brooklyn Museum, where we'll do like a influencer preview for mm-hmm. them. Nice. Like they had the Soul of a Nation um, exhibit. And prior to the exhibit, uh, we essentially got together a group of minority influencers, about 40 of them, and we they got a whole preview of the exhibit before it happened, um, and it was to create content, and it was like to create excitement about the exhibit that was happening. That is amazing. How long have you been doing this for? So the educational entertainment aspect of it started a few years ago. Uh, my business partner, Travis Weeks, he started... Basically, with like music showcases, he was just like very into the up and coming artists, and he had residencies at different music venues. Um, so he was taking on different artists, like bringing them, essentially trying to get them discovered. Mm. And then the agency, it's going to be two years in February. Wow. So wow. we are a pretty new agency, yeah. Yeah, and to land the New York International Latino Film Festival, you guys must be doing something right. Yay, I, we, I would hope so, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, you guys did an amazing job. Yeah, what uh, an event. Rachel wasn't able to really witness it because... Um, I saw it on social, though. She saw it on social social so um yeah rachel you couldn't you i was were, home I, well, I you're breastfeeding home. right no no no. i was i think wait she's making pop tarts i was and, about uh, to give birth yeah i think you're about to give birth yeah i was home waiting so <laughs> i couldn't like go anywhere you know what i mean yeah um okay so talk to us about your um, experience and expertise and everything that led up to driven society what were you doing beforehand yeah for sure so <laughs> it's funny because i didn't even go to school for this um i would say i started um because my parents we moved here when I was seven years old, and out of all places, we moved to East Hampton. From where? From Columbia. Okay. So I was born in Columbia, um, and we moved to East Hampton. Ooh, and fancy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, there is a middle class, working class out in the Hamptons. Yes. <laughs> also, yes. there's a hood in the Hamptons and shit. Hey. <laughs> Um, that sounds like a good show. I'd watch Yo, it. The Hoods of Hampton. Yeah. Yo, I'm from South son. Central East Hampton, son. What? Represent. Exactly. I'm yeah. wearing all white, but it's still, I got gangster in me. <laughs> um, so my mom is a house cleaner, and she was wor- she was cleaning houses for a really well-known event producer out there. And I just started surrounding myself 
I would go to these events because um, my mom would take me there and um, I just realized like what she was doing and really early on I was like you know let me do my community service hours for you and in return I'll just work for free essentially mm. um, and you introduce me to people that are going to help me when I get to college basically wow. so I really I mean she really like took me on and taught me everything that there was to know about event planning so by the age of 17 I was planning 500 people events that were raising $500,000 wow. and I was essentially like the right hand person like I got to call all the shots I loved it <laughs> so were you this you it seems like you were very like assertive as as a youth, yes. is that are you? When when did that like? Were you always like that? That you can just be like, hey, look, I want to do. I'm gonna do this for you, but you gotta do this for me. Yeah, like. my sister and my parents will tell you how bossy I am, <laughs> even as a little girl. But um, no, I mean, I I started my first business at the age of 14. I started a babysitting company. So there was a time where we had 20 clients, like 20 Damn, or 30 girl. clients. Like, did you and have a babysitter's like 14, club? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, we were getting paid 25 dollars an hour. I am. I we am. Were getting paid, we were getting paid 25 dollars an hour to babysit like three kids oh damn wow it was like yeah we were we were doing pretty well but i think seeing my parents work so hard just really sort of um i guess created this mentality of you know i don't want to see my parents work so hard all their lives like we really have to um essentially you know help them out as much as we can i think that was the mentality growing up I did the event planning, and then after college, I thought I wanted to be like the ambassador for Colombia, and uh, I don't like the bureaucracy of the United Nations or anything like that. Mm. And I thought, you know, oh Latina, like I have to either be a doctor or be an, or be a lawyer, and I actually got accepted to law school. And then I started working at a tech startup and I fell in love with the branding aspect of it and the events aspect of it. So I actually didn't go to law school and I started my own company. How were how your parents reacting to that? They started crying. <laughs> because it was a really great school and it was a full scholarship. What school? It was Emory in Atlanta. Okay. Um, so yeah, so my sister started crying too because she's an immigration attorney, and she's like, "You got into such a good school. Oh, Why no. are you letting go of that?" <laughs> um, I could have had so much like inside jokes, inside <laughs> attorney jokes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We yeah. could have used your services. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, no. So I was in a position where I basically either wanted to start working at, at an ad agency or I wanted to create my own thing. Um, and um, at the time, I started going to a lot of essentially minority events where I was meeting people in the marketing space and I was meeting people in the tech space. And I, I basically just was like either I meet someone and a great opportunity presents itself or I'm just gonna keep interviewing. And I was in the interview process of essentially starting to work for an ad agency, but I met my business partner first. Um, so what happened was, is he got contacted by an ad agency to do a focus, a focus group. Mm -hmm. And he, he contacted me and he's like, hey, would you wanna do this focus group with me? And it was for like a conglomerate of brands. So it was for like the Durex brand. It was for okay. all the cleaning products. It was that conglomerate of brands, we were doing a focus group for them. And it was such a hard event. And we actually were able to, you know, 
do a good job. So we're like, should we start our own company? And that's how Driven Society, the agency, got started. Tell us about the name Driven Society. Where did that come from? What does it mean? Yeah, Travis. So basically, um, when he was doing all of these music showcases, um, he just sort of like had this epiphany that he, I wish he was here to talk about, but it was just like, you know, I, we, I, I always want to work on getting together a group of uh, like millennials and a group of minorities and driven society, like something that somebody can connect with driven society. Like, you know, I, I care about education. I care about entrepreneurship. I care about starting my own business. I care about making money. And so it was about getting a group of people that care about those sort of things <coughs> and um, driven society. I think, I hope I'm, st- I'm t- I hope I'm telling the right story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what he says. So as an entrepreneur, what makes it, uh, how does it work having a partner? Like what makes it work for you guys? I think we have, we, our skills really complement each other. So um, I would say I'm the organized one. Like I'm like the one of, you know, when it comes to the events, the run of shows, those are the ones that I'm always making um, at the events. I'm the one bossing everyone around. Mm. Everyone in my team can tell you. Um, and oh. Travis is always thinking of like, oh, what should we do next? And, um, you know, when whenever we're thinking of our next events, he's the one that will talk about the theme of the event. So I feel like he's always out there trying to get, you know, brands to speak to, as am I. But I feel like when it comes to our team, he'll leave the things that I like to do to me and I'll leave the things that he likes to do to him. So we're really like compliment each other. Um, the way that brands have historically connected with the consumer has drastically changed yeah. in the last decade with the injection of social media and just different touch points that the consumer has. How has that impacted your business? So actually, I think that's our value that we add. So one of the things is, is in the last two years, we were really able to build a great audience that we really interact with so at our events we were putting out events and in a week we would have 400 500 600 rsvps so basically we've always been able to show that we can bring out community and so when it came to brands brands started coming to us because they wanted to commute to a multicultural millennial. They wanted to communicate with a multicultural millennial audience, and that's who we are, right? So Travis is turning 30 from the Caribbean. I'm 27, Colombian, both grew up in the United States. Everyone in our group is multicultural millennial. Like, that's what we represent. Mm. So we know how to speak to the community that we basically offer our services to yeah and so that's the that's the value that we offer to brands that we can we can do exactly what they want to do communicate with with an authentic voice yeah exactly exactly sorry mike you don't make the cut for the multicultural millennials Uh, yeah uh, yeah but you can still come to our events (laughs) you can dye dye your beard and you can sneak in yeah You were telling me uh, prior that you were doing some talkbacks. Can you tell us some of the events that you were doing um, previously as far as the talkbacks and how that the, the industry has been adapting now that there are certain types of events that people are really going to now? Yeah, so live talks is something that we've been doing. So we partnered up with, his name is Julian Mitchell, and he has a 
a, what do you call, a column on Forbes. It's called Get Paid to Be Yourself. So he started this column to basically, like, interview pioneers in their respective fields. And um, and they were getting a lot of traction and were like, why not turn this into a live event series? So we did the first one during Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival and it was with Rob Stone, the founder of The Fader, mm-hmm. and then one with Ryan Leslie, who's the R&B singer. Yeah. And now he has an app, Superphone. So, so many people wanted to come to these events. And it just goes back to, like, people don't just want to have fun. They also want to feel like they're learning and getting something out of the events. Mm. So then we did one in L.A. with Bel Air with Dame Dash. Nice. And that one, it was, like, so crazy. We put that, we recorded that talk and put it on YouTube, and it had 80,000 views in a week. Wow. So it it just goes back to, like, people just really want to feel like they're leaving the room with, like, they feel like they learned something. Um, So then Hennessy came on board for a partnership, and we did, uh, during NBA All-Star Week in L.A., a talk with Lena Waith, who Mm -hmm. is the creator of The Shy on Mm -hmm. Showtime. Mm-hmm. And um, she was an actress on Master of None and Mando Fresco, who's a radio personality. So it doesn't even have to be like these major celebrities if they have something that they're known for and that they're impacting their communities in one way. A lot of people will just want to come to them. Awesome. So tell us about your passion for multicultural marketing, because, you know, not every Fortune 500 company even has a multicultural marketing budget. Exactly. Yeah, no, actually, the multicultural budgets are always like small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know what it is? I think our communities like Latinos and blacks, we have such huge spending budgets. We spend so much and we're so loyal to the brands. And so to me, it's sort of crazy to see how much we spend and how much we support the brands and how they're not trying to communicate with us. It's like like I was just thinking about this year's elections or even during the presidential elections two years ago where everyone was surprised as to how Latinos voted. And it's like to this day, it's not understood that we're not monolithic and that you know, a Cuban from Miami is so different from a Colombian in New York. Definitely. Um, And to me, it's just so interesting to see how brands haven't really understood the concept of communicating to us. And yet, if they had us as a customer, we'd be so loyal and we'd be like, it, it would just be such an asset to them. So for me, it's like getting those brands to see that and to hire us or to work with people like us that understand our communities um to to also bring back more money into our communities yeah like it's it's so exciting to me when i see how j balvin just had his tour with bucanans um or when i see like or as dominicans call it bucashana (laughs) yeah bucashana Mm -hmm. yeah you didn't see that viral video no oh mr viral video didn't see i know i know what? I know. Sometimes it's just all about shame, shame, My playlist shame. is just my viral videos, and I don't see other viral videos. Yeah. Happens. Oh, got it. Yeah. Juan Ego, everybody. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's exciting for me to see partnerships that work. Or even, like, man, Kylie Jenner, she made a fortune of her lip kits, and it's like... You know, if we understand how to prop, like how to properly market products to audiences, 
you know, we can have that too. Yeah, that's the thing with Latinos. Like, we are, we know when a brand is not speaking to us, and we are probably the most brand loyal. We are. Out of every market Not probably. A Nielsen report will say that we are. My mother still uses Mistoline. Mistoline. So do I. And Fabuloso. I'll get whatever's on sale. Yeah. Between the two. And ch- Chocolisto. I still use that. What the hell Chocolisto. is that? Chocolisto. Chocolisto. That's yeah, like that. Chocolisto. Yeah, it's like the like Latino quick. And that's oh. like, yeah, like, and like you could wash your floors and they'll smell like chocolate. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's yeah. I mean, it's just a brand. I thought it was not a cleaning a, product. No, no, it was a bath bomb or something. Yeah, yeah. It's what he's been using. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chocolate in the bath. It's like chocolate bubbles. It's like cow gone. Take me away. Got it. So I um I haven't done this in a while, but I have a segment where I ask the guest if I if you had a magic wand. And you would wait, and you have the ability um. to do whatever event you wanted to with okay. this. Magic That's actually wand. a good question. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, it's a very good question. One that what I'm very it, familiar with, and I'm experiencing would, a deja vu moment yes. right now where I feel like I've asked that question <laughs> multiple times. I don't listen to past be, episodes. It could I'm be in now. my brain. Yeah. Sounds like something I would ask. It does. You know, it's, right? it's ironic. It does sound something like you would ask. Yeah. But back to my question. Okay. With the wand. If you had a wand for 2019, what type of event would it be? Okay, so... And we're going to put like a sound effect. I, I actually it. wouldn't have asked it that way. I would have added a little bit better grammar. I get it. In asking it's, of it. It's all good. Do you want to ask it Should well? I rephrase it? Let's okay. hear it. Um, I think what you're trying to ask is something like, if you had a magic wand, what would be like your uh, the, the most ultimate client to work with? And what kind of event would you want to put together? Okay, that's good. I warmed it up for you. Okay, so keeping in line with the multicultural millennial audience, I really want to see a conference where there's three pillars to it. There's music, there's art and creativity, and there's business. And you would see speakers like Jay Balvin meets the comedian uh, Lehuan James, um, meets, trying to think of like, uh, the CMO of Facebook is a Latino. He's from Spain. Well, he's Hispanic from Spain. Um, and just getting all of the dope-ass creatives that you can think of in a room for a full day of, you know, humor, music, like, talks where you actually learn something. I have a question. I'm obsessed with Shark Tank, right? And since you're an entrepreneur, I will, I'm curious to know, like, what um, any advice you would give to someone, an aspiring yeah. entrepreneur. For sure. Prenoir? Okay, what? so first of all, <laughs> little things. Like, understand who your, who your audience is. Yeah. Understand if you have a product or if you have, you know, a company that provides a service. Who are you targeting? Who are you communicating with? And know your numbers. Like, uh, basically, like, how many people are engaging with you? That's number one. Number two, have a business plan. Like, just little things that, you know, you think that you don't need, you definitely need. Um, Have a business plan. Um, If you're asking for money, you should know what a pitch deck looks like. Mm. Um, And who's your competition? Is somebody out there already doing that? And if somebody is, they're going to be like, why am I going to invest money in you when I could just go invest money in the other person 
that's already doing it. And if you do have competition, what's your value? What are you providing that they're not providing? Um, so, you know, what's the advantage to your product or your company? Um, what else would I say? I'm not giving more than 10% equity. You just wanted to say that. You just wanted to say that. He's been dying to pretend he's on Shark Tank. Honestly, uh, honestly, that's one thing that I just feel like people give away too much equity. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you should aspire your company to be worth so much that giving away only 1% is like a good deal. Is it worth it? Like, I mean, I'm using an example of the show because, but like, you know, hey, I want to work with Mark Cuban or, you know what I mean? And so is it worth like, giving that much equity for what he could offer you? You know what I mean? I think you you have to actually understand what would be the best type of investment for mm. whatever it is that you're doing, right? Because it might be better to get a loan yeah. than to get an investment because with a loan, you just have to pay it back. With an investment, you have given a part of your company to that person. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's another thing. Like, understand if you're, for example, like, if you're just, if you're bringing in, $100,000 and you want to get to three hundred, four hundred thousand $400,000, what's going to get you there faster and is going to, well, not even, like if you want to get there faster, is the loan or, in, or the investment the better way to go about it? Um, like I know there's an author, Natalie, uh, Natalie Molina, who just wrote a book and it's called Leapfrog and it's the women's revolution. It's like the revolution for women entrepreneurs. And mm. she has this section that's called fuck your family friends, fuck your friends and family round. Like for Latinos, it's not fair to say I can just hit up my uncle who can give me $100,000. We don't have that kind of support. Like it's just not really the reality for us to say mm. we can call our friends and our uncles and they can give us 500,000 and if and if we lose it there's going to be no sort of impact. Um, so it just depends on what your situation is, and you have to understand the kind of investments that are out there, the kind of ways to raise money, and what would be the best way to do it. Well, you're going to learn today, Latinos Out Loud <laughs> listeners, okay? Yeah. Ow! Natalia, thank you so much for coming on the show, enlightening us and you. sharing your passion with us. Thank you, thank you. We love what you're doing because, in essence, you're actually putting our voice out there and creating experiences that don't exist for Latinx and the multicultural audience. For sure. And we need that. For sure. Yes, give it up for Natalia, people. Yeah. I think we're ready for que lo que. Que lo que time. the segment where we ask everybody <clears throat> que lo que okay so you can check us out at driven society and we always do a holiday party in the in december oh i heard party boggle uh oh Amy. Vamos a verlo. so it's gonna be at kinfolk and it's gonna Ooh. be i love that spot <laughs> me too ah. <laughs> and it's on december 20th and we always do a coat drive and a toy drive nice. um so either you can bring a coat a toy or you can bring a donation, and that goes towards the coats or the toys. Um, we in there. And we always announce our events first on our Instagram, on our newsletter. Um, so, yeah, just keep up with us. Woo! 
We are there. We Wait. are so there. I'm bringing, yeah, I'm bringing coats. Okay, awesome. I'll make sure to take stories to prove that you guys are Oh, right. shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The 20th. The 20th. I'm December there. 20th. Let's I love it. Kinfolk. Let's do it. it is a dope spot in Williamsburg. Okay, who's oh. next? Oh, and sorry. Oh. For the Boston listeners, we're doing an event in Boston, and it's called From Content to Coins. So basically, if you're a content creator, how do you monetize the content that you are creating? And that's going to be on November 30th at the Boston University Innovate at BU Lab. And if you just go from content to coins eventbrite.com you can rsvp and again our social media channels are at driven society on everything instagram twitter facebook and you can get more information on there awesome pay attention boston boston right. who's next yeah just catch me on my social jay ferns at instagram and uh i'm maybe rachel could be next because i'm also going to be uh i'm going to be in the audience at comedy derailed this saturday oh Comedy derailed. What's that? I'll tell you what that is. <laughs> this Saturday, November 17th, it's going Dizown at the Triad Theater. Two shows, one night, 13 female comedians. Woo! Yes. A new record. We're talking sketch. We're talking stand-up. We're talking musical. We're talking a lot. I know. I'm sorry. I'll cut it short. But basically, this Saturday, it's going down. And if you want more information, go to herlarius.eventbrite.com. That's her, H-E-R, larius.eventbrite.com. You should get your tickets now because right now it's probably Thursday when this episode comes out. It is in two days, and we're probably nearing the sellout point. So please go on herlarius.eventbrite.com. Um, and use the code LOL for a special discount. Ooh, I got my ticket already. Last You're time welcome. it sold out on me, and I, I learned my lesson, and I bought my tickets already. Yes. I also have to shout out Yero. Que lo que to our people at Yero.com. That's double the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. They just interviewed comedian Orlando Leiva. Hello, hello, Leiva. Um, he was just a guest on the Latinos Out Loud podcast last week. Um, they got the lowdown on his HBO Latino special, his life, and the start of his career. So visit Yero.com for the whole interview. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. I'm so excited for this show. I really... I really can't tell you. It's the rehearsals have been just so female and so empowering and so funny. What these women have been bringing to the scripts that we've provided is just miraculous. Like they have taken the writing of three of us whom are the writers for the show and have brought it to a level that I, I never saw coming. I'm super excited. Yeah. All right. Very excited. Okay, you sound excited. <laughs> Jamie. I already did it. <laughs> you did yours? Oh, all right, so me. Uh, uh Obviously, CorrienteLatina.com. Go to their website. Check out some of the articles. Uptown Collective. You want to see what's going on in the Bronx, Harlem, and Washington Heights? Go there. And then I got a couple of special shout-outs. Rachel and I are actual social ambassadors yes. for the Generation Now campaign that's trying to raise $25,000 in 10 days for the People's Theater Project. They're amazing. There's a couple of videos that are going to come out. I got to interview these girls. They are amazing. They're so smart. These girls, these kids are so bright, and they're com they combine theater with with civil, um, you know, civil issues and, you know, teaching girls and, and little kids about empowering themselves. So you can, we'll put, put the link in there, but they're raising $25,000 in 10 days. 
And then my last shout out. I just want to say something about the People's Theater Project real quick. Because, like, to really do the organization justice, I mean, you all know across the country, arts programs are being stripped from public schools, right? And the arts is so, so important. I grew up with it. I'm sure all of us here. It really crafted the performer in me um, since a very young age. And it also instilled community. And um, it really uh, raises your intelligence level. And it's just so important for the kids to have these arts programs programs that are being taken away school by school and what the people's theater project does is bring that back okay and although it's an after school and um extracurricular program it's there and it fills that void for the schools that don't have those programs like in washington heights so it's very important please support the people's theater project um go to their website go to the um fundraising page it'll be in the episode description and please a dollar five dollars every dollar counts yeah, and my final shout-out, uh, shout-out to Yamin Segal and Julia Grubb. They got their web series bought by ABC, Woo-hoo! East Willie B. It came out in 2011, seven years, and it was bought, and just tremendous, tremendous, tremendous shout-outs to them because it's a really beautiful thing. They've been friends of ours for a long time, and I'm just so proud that they have worked so hard, and now ABC is developing a, a TV show, so shout-outs to them. About Latino. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. And uh, just Juan Bago on all the platforms, and I will be there. Um, if you want to contact, you want to sit next to me while I, I watch Derailed, um, hit me up, and you can have uh, VIP sitting next to me while <laughs> we laugh together and watching the show. Wait, you're getting VIP seating? Is there Are there VIP seats? I there didn't is. even know that. He- right next to stage, of course. <laughs> you got to get there really, really early. I'll be there. I'm wearing a wig and I'm pretend I'm staff and then just sneak right out and sit um, in the audience. Your beard will give it away. I'm shaving my so. beard for this. Oh, well then, yeah, maybe. Your face looks like a vagina without a beard. <laughs> it's pretty so much. you might pass. Of course. Hello. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please send us some more reviews. Please like us. Okay, if you like hearing what we have to say, please like us on social media so you can stay abreast of everything going on and just stay in the loop. I'm going to keep using that word breast as long as I can. Um, And thank you. We appreciate you. And thank you to our guests and everyone who's helping here on the back line. (laughs) On that note, we out. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.